I'm James Walker and this is the podcast where I try and talk to people I like and they sometimes let me. Great premise, right? Great premise for a podcast. I'm a fan of it, certainly. Now, uh, this 47th episode features a chat with the great comedian Carl Donnelly. But um, just before we get into that, I'd just like to very quickly say welcome to 2017, guys. This is the first episode that I'm putting out in 2017. And yeah, I'd just like to welcome you, as I've already said, to the year 2017. Um, you'll hopefully already feel pretty welcome to it, because it is March now. Like, it's two months into the year. So I really hope there was no one waiting uh, for me to welcome them into the year to then officially think it's 2017. If that is the case, you must be in a world of trouble. But also, very silly. Very silly of you to do that. Um, but yeah, to sum up, welcome to the new year and a new podcast. Oh, I like I like the way I said that. It worked quite well. It all kind of went together. Um, so yeah, this podcast features a chat with Carl Donnelly, as I've already said, and we talk about just just for a few examples, talk about Wikipedia lies. What does that mean? Oh, I'll have to listen to the podcast. Baths. We talk about baths and uh, also uh, Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. Uh, chat about that a bit amongst many other things and uh, also just a heads up there is about a 10 minute long section all about veganism there's a, a vegan chat alert this is guys in which i completely blanked two times and it was very embarrassing for me yep being completely honest and i will be even more honest with you uh, my best friends i hope you're, you're all my best friends i hope that's cool uh, i have cut out several minutes of that bit so um, it was even more awkward for me than it will come across. Um, so that was nice, that was nice. But um, Carl, as you will hear, was an absolute hero and covered me uh, in a certain way while I was trying to remember what my questions were. Um, so, so yeah, that will be a fun bit for you to listen to because everyone loves a little podcast uh, mishap, as they're called. This is my chat with the comedian Carl Donnelly. Don't know why I said it like that, but I hope he likes it. If he listens back to this, I hope he likes the way I said his name. Here we go. Uh, so I just want to check, because this is going to be a, a nice little chat for my podcast, Chats For You. Uh, have you got any requirements to be met before a chat? Like, do you know how big uh, megastars have, like, riders at yeah. gigs? So they want, is there anything that I, I need to do? Massively, no. It's like I read today that Mariah Carey has, like, 20 dogs that she needs to have backstage wherever she goes. What, just... And not her own dogs? No, not her own dogs, 20 She's dogs, 100 a, doves. A dog rider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've not got any of that. I do, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like... Because we're recording it here where I've got my own snacks. Yeah. I would normally, that's one of my... One, I'd, I'd like, you know... I, I do like sometimes if you're if you're doing something. That somebody said, "Can you do this?" And it's just you know you're just taking a bit of time out. You could just be watching telly, couldn't you? So it's nice. I think if somebody provides a snack, yeah, that's sort of my. 
If I was to have brought a snack with me here, what would have been the best snack? You well, I mean, you mentioned you're a vegan now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd probably, anything you brought would be suitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it. I love when, um, when me and Chris Martin do our live podcasts. We often have, audience members often bring us a selection of vegan snacks. Oh. This is a really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. I don't know, something nice about somebody not only bringing you food, but if, you're sort of, if you've got a dietary requirement, yeah. that they've actually gone out of their way to find something a bit... Yes, very nice. Really nice. So I could have brought a. I've got a naked bar in my back. I love a naked. What, what flavour are you going uh, for? So I've got carrot cake. That is one of the new ones. It's yes, a good one, one actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Christmas pudding's out so again if, now as well. If, if, you, if, you, if you're if you're a good boy, you can have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As I was thinking out my head, that's a weird sentence to say, but I'll let it come out. I'll let it come out. So you also do your own podcast with the, the comedian Chris Martin. I do, yes. And uh, what is it? Would you say that you enjoy about podcasting as a whole? Um, it is, you know, it's like radio, uh, so it's, it's basically every step removed from people seeing you, I think it's quite nice when you're doing something that, creative, I'm saying in, you know, inverted commas, but, you know, sort of the, the pressure of everything just gets removed. So, you know, if you do something on telly, every single word, every, how you look, everything is there on display, mm-hmm. isn't it? So it's really horrible and you feel really self-conscious. Radio, you take out the visual aspect and you feel a bit more free, yeah. but you're still in the confines of radio and what can and can't be said. And it just, you keep going down a podcast, is essentially, you know, you might as well just be in a cave talking yeah, to yourself, yeah. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got, I think, a lack of self consciousness that you, I think, frees people up. Yeah. So, you know, I think I talk very freely when mm. I'm doing a, doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I enjoy that freedom and you know just sort of. I find when me me and Chris started our one years ago, why you know we were sort of well ahead of our time almost. Mm-hmm. We started podcasts when there was hardly any UK podcasts. Yeah. I think there was us and like Richard Herring and I think maybe like Ricky Gervais and one. But mm-hmm. obviously we would had no profile. We were just new comedians recording it. Crap! Like the audio was terrible. Right, right. But you know, sort of, it's nice. So we started picking up a few followers, and now we've actually got this. Where yeah we do it on a bit of a better budget and we've you know I think we've built up a cult following yeah, yeah, over yeah. the years a lot of them have been with us from day one and it's sort of snowballed from there yeah. but yeah I think that it's that thing of I think people like hearing unguarded discussion yeah yeah because it's like I remember a thing that kind of this reminds me of is like there's a podcast I listen to quite a lot called Comedy Bang Bang right don't hear that one but like there's this guy on it that called Harris Whittles there was this guy okay. and he used to be like a writer for Parks and Recreation oh yeah and uh, he passed away oh that's uh, what I do I know, yeah, I know this story yeah. Uh, yeah but then well I know who he was yeah yeah and I realised that like I'd never been like as affected by like a sort of celebrity like a well known person's yeah, death yeah, as yeah. his and it was because of the whole uh, unfiltered aspect like when yeah. you're watching someone through a TV show they've through so many different things Whereas on the podcast, it was just him being him. Yeah, you get to hear the real person. Yeah, 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 like yeah. One of my favourite podcasts I've ever listened to. And I'm not really, when I say I'm not a fan of it, I'm not saying it's not good. It's a, it's a brilliant podcast, but it's not for me. I prefer different things. But Mark Maron's mm-hmm. podcast, which is one of the most famous in the world, uh, he once had Andrew WK on it, which Andrew WK is one of my favourite musicians of yeah. all time. Uh, and just hearing him, you know, I've never really heard him just talk as himself. I've always, I've always got an idea of what I think he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but to hear him just speak, speak freely for like an hour and a half was just brilliant. Because yeah. he really, he lived up to all my expectations about how he thinks about the world. And, yeah. Yeah, no, so I just think it's a really, yeah. you know, it's good. Sometimes it can get a bit too, 
self-indulgent. I mean, mm. I'm not saying that about any. I'm saying that about all podcasts, right? Yeah, because yeah. you are, you are, you're not at the will of a producer yeah. or the time frames. Yeah, but I think that you know the, the pros outweigh the negatives. Uh, yeah. And is there anyone else like you'd say that like you've you really admire that you've not heard on a podcast speak that you'd really like to uh, hear what they're like? Not really. I mean, like in terms of my one of my favorite again, another favorite podcast of mine was, um, and it was so nice to hear because he rarely does this sort of thing. Yeah. But it was Tommy Tiernan, comedian Tommy Tiernan, yeah. who's my favourite stand-up. Uh, he very rarely goes on anything. You know, he, his stand-up, he sees his stand-up as, as what it is, and like you don't really get to see the other side of him. But he did Jarlath Regan's podcast, An Irishman Abroad, which is a really good podcast. And yeah, just hearing him talk, it's the best interview about stand-up I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's I think if anyone is interested in stand-up comedy, they should listen to that yeah. that episode of that podcast. Because Tommy Tennant's views on stand-up are pretty much exactly how I feel about stand-up. Right, probably, right. Some people would disagree with it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you know, big and some people might even uh-huh. say bordering pretentious. Yeah. But I think the way he discusses it is brilliant. Yeah. So was that like a kind of a feeling you, you wanted to be like, be able to understand him? Uh, and Definitely. then when you heard that, you were like, oh yeah, yeah it's exactly as I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a couple of times I'd met him before that were very brief. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit too in awe of him. Right. Yeah. And he's so unassuming. You know, it's weird, but like I think because I'm, so, I think he's so good at stand up. Like, you know, I think I think he's on form, the best stand up alive today. Right. But you know, so I'm a little bit enamoured with him when I meet yeah. him. But then, you know, just hearing him just talk so freely. Yeah, yeah, met, yeah. I've met him a couple of times since. And it's much. I find it much easier to just chat and, uh-huh. because I've realised he's just he's you know he is what he is. Yeah, he's yeah. a very down to earth guy. Just happens to be incredibly talented. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, let's say, Carl, if I were to become you, okay, steal your identity, okay. what would you say are the three things I'd have to get right? In other words, what makes Carl Donnelly Carl Donnelly? What makes me me? Uh, I don't know. I am. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. Because, you know, no one truly knows himself, do they? Oh, wow. Indeed. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm lie down. I'm lie down. But, you know, we have an idea of what we are. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, the, you, most people don't truly get to understand mm. it. I was reading a thing today about how um, when you flatter somebody, flattery is you telling somebody what they think about themselves. Whereas a compliment is you telling them what you think of them. Yeah. Right? So it's a sort of difference. But, you know, it's that thing of, I don't know, I think I'm, to, to nail me down, I'm quite chilled out, quite chilled relaxed. Out. Yeah. On the whole, mm. I go through phases of being manic, <laughs> but they, they get fewer and further between. But on the whole, I can be I'm very relaxed. Yeah. I think so you need to not get you know. I tend to be I never have a go at people. You know, I'm quite relaxed. I try and not lose my temper. Um, I you've not done that yet today, so that's good. That's a good sign. No, I think you, you've got me on a good day. I just cool, had a bath. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm incredibly relaxed. Yeah. Just always have a bath before you go into a tense scenario. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, and not not just a normal bath. I didn't just like get in a bath. Yeah, uh, it was an hour long. Well, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't like question bath. it. You got a bit aggressive there. <laughs> no, okay, okay. An hour long bath, fine. Um, that's well, I've got, well. Let's add that in. You need to have regular long baths. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a proper uh, over an hour. I don't class it as a bath. If All right, mate. You have baths. We get it. Um, <laughs> then you also need to. Um, I suppose yeah, just be a bit of a hippie. That's right. sort of I think something that most people would, mm. who know me, right. would find that every time they meet me, I'm probably doing some new hippie fad. 
Okay, what's the latest one, would you say? Um, hibiscus tea. Right. I think I'm drinking a lot of hibiscus tea in a minute because I've, somebody just told me confidently that it's um, it's really cleansing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm one of these people that will just... No, 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 it's so dumb. Is this it? someone that you trusted or just someone Absolutely that seemed confident? Someone I trust. It's, okay. it's comedian Julian Dean, very right, funny okay. stand-up, um, but also a bit of a sort of begrudging hippie. Right. We're quite similar. We grew up, you know, working-class mm. London households. But somehow we both had quite naughty childhoods and teen years, but have somehow become, you know, hippies in, right, our, right. in, our, in our 30s. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He, um, he said about hibiscus tea, and I just bought it, hooked right Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to recap, so it's very chilled out. Chilled out, baths. Long baths, long baths. <laughs> hour, yeah, over an hour. Hour max baths. or more? No, hour minimum. Hour minimum. Yeah, What's yeah. max? I mean, you don't. I don't think I've ever gone over two hours. Right. So it's basically that's your that's your sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One to two. Hours. There's an hour to play with. I mean, I'd say right. sweet spot is about an hour. When you get to an hour, you realise I've nailed this. Yeah. And anything after that is a plus until yeah. it then obviously. Do you give yourself like do you clap yourself or like fist in the air? I tend not to because that would ruin the hour. Yeah, mood, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruin the mood. <laughs> yeah. I almost bought myself a lush bath bomb today, but I realise that's just unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Bath is relaxing enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without making it funny colours. Yeah. True. So, what was the final one again? Just general hippie. General sort of, hippie, yeah. General hippies. hippie. You know, unnecessary esoteric activity. <laughs> right, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, this is going to be this is a two part question. Oh okay. yeah. Are you ready? Do you get excited by two part questions? Um, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, uh, how did it feel when your dog came first in the South Wales dog show? Okay. And secondly, on your podcast before, you've challenged people to update your Wikipedia page with silly lines. Have any of these lines brought up at face value as if they were true by interviewers? (laughs) Yes. That is actually currently on my Wikipedia page. That is excellent. And it says who your favourite serial killer is. Oh, who was that? I I can't remember the name of the guy. Albert someone, maybe? Really? Because I've not got a favourite serial killer, but I went on... um, Another very good podcast mm. called All Killer No Filler, right. which is by uh, Kiri Pritchard, uh, McLean, and Rachel Fairburn, okay. two Manchester-based comedians who are very funny. Uh, they've got a podcast about serial killers, right. and I went on it and talked about um, what's his name? Oh, I've forgotten his name. The guy, the Green Green River Killer, was it? Was it all? He's America's most prolific serial killer. Right. But he, the reason I chose him to talk about it on the podcast is. I'm not into serial killers or any of that sort of true crime. Yeah, yeah. But his story is really fascinating because he is one of the least known about serial killers despite being in the modern era. Right. Because he was captured on September the 12th, 2001. So right. there was other things in the news yeah, yeah, yeah. for that period of time. Mm. So it, obviously 9-11 took the news over for probably three or four months almost daily. It was the daily main news yeah, story. Yeah. So his capture um, and... A trial were just not covered. Right. So no one knows about him. Yeah. So I chose him just because he's almost like, it's almost like as a serial killer, to, but he's like he's killed so many women. It's horrific. Right. But it's almost a positive that you know he didn't get the the press. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. crave. Mm. You know, he's just hardly ever talked about um, until I talked about. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. I've given him all the credit he wanted. <laughs> Ruined it. Yeah. But, so um, what I am. So anyway, so... Do you remember some other stuff that people have brought up? Loads of it. That's on my Wikipedia page, just non-stop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just lies. Because, like, yeah, it was years ago, I just challenged listeners to my podcast 
just to see what lies you can get past the moderators. Mm. And it's amazing the stuff that gets past and the stuff that doesn't. Yeah. Like, um, my girlfriend decided she wanted to update it and make it genuine and just put genuine stuff because, you know, it's probably bad to have some of the stuff that I've had put on it. Right, 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 yeah. And, uh, and she just put, like, my actual career bio, and the moderators removed it. <laughs> but for about a year, it had on there that I had a penis shaped like a tiny whale. So the moderators thought that was fine, <laughs> yeah. but they thought the fact that, you know, I won yeah. the Laughing Horse New York in the year 2006, were like, fuck, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I used to do a bit on this podcast where, I'd, like, get listeners to like I remember chatting to Tom Stade and like he said what he'd want on the Wikipedia page yeah. then people did try to get that up but it didn't get through because yeah. I kind of thought I guess you can't do it with audio clips but I thought like someone saying it on a podcast could be what you linked to yeah, to say yeah, yeah. this is true but I don't know if you can actually yeah. do that well I mean I think I, yeah I think I need to go on there and just put some actual truth because it should have real information yeah. as well mm-hmm. I, think I will say there's not much on there it's just like mainly like the two lines about yeah, they've got rid of it what TV too. shows you've been on and then just these two new lies about the dog show <laughs> and your favourite serial killer. That's what he's just saying. The serial killer could potentially be Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. I can't quite but remember But the dog one is. is absolutely untrue. <laughs> that is not, that did not happen. There we go. But you're happy for your name to be, that you've, your dogs want to... Absolutely. Have you got a dog? No. Oh, okay. I had a dog once, briefly. Right. That was briefly. We sort of borrow, borrowed a dog for a while. We looked after it while its owner's moved. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't need to tell you all that. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't really in depth. Yeah, Where are going? I don't really talk about that period of my life. Uh, so let's chat a bit about merchandise now. Okay. Yes. So uh, if there'd be some, uh, if there'd be a Carl Donnelly action figure. Yep. Okay. What would its look be? Like the clothes you think you wear the most. Yeah. And then also, who would your arch nemesis be in this world that right. you could also get a toy of? Um... The, the I mean, it'd be hard to get an action figure for me because I've, I've changed my look a lot over the right. years. You know, I've gone from big hair, mm-hmm. thick rimmed glasses. Remember, these can all be accessories. This is the thing. I think it'd be pack. quite fun. You could make a doll of one of me how I look now, which yeah. is probably my most pared down I've ever mm-hmm. looked. You know, I've got shaved heads, no glasses. You know, I've dressed quite simply. Just tend to wear that. I've got all black on today. Mm-hmm. Um, with a white trainer, yep. just for oh, I listeners. can confirm. I can yep. confirm. Uh, so yeah, it'd be quite simple. But then the additional things would be to go through the historical Carl Donnellys. <laughs> so you'd, you'd have the like the what was what was pre this one. Pre this one was just me like this, but with curly hair. Right. On, but short curly hair on top, shaved really short around the sides. Uh, before that was eyeliner period. Mm-hmm. That was after I got laser eye surgery. So I had eyeliner. I wore eyeliner for six months because I was too felt naked without my glasses right. so I just I needed something to be weird um, before that was the oh, and that was sort of coincided with my uh, Cuban Hill boot right. skinny jean yep. a lot of uh, sort of studs and stuff on my jacket so it was quite a glam rock yeah, period yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be excited if I got that one yeah so Christmas. this doll but I think I reckon you could have one doll but you could just have these additions you yeah, stick yeah, on yeah. like a Mr Potato head yeah. <laughs> stick the old hair on and they are the old big curly afro uh-huh. yeah. and sort of tinted specs and you know boot cut jean yeah. type thing that would have been a funny uh-huh. period and a hoodie oh yeah, yeah, yeah I started out looking so I looked like a 70s student <laughs> now I look like a football hooligan I've <laughs> 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 really come of age yeah. uh, but I think arch nemesis in this world. So like, let's say, for example, they're going to do like a film of this. Yeah. So you've got to think of like, how would the final fight scene happen in the film? Like, who would you be up against? It's a hard one, actually, because I'm not a big believer in 
you know, disliking or hating people. Right, There's yeah, no yeah. one I really hate. Mm. Um, it's all those baths. It's baths. It is. Yeah. It's baths of being a bloody hippie. But I find myself, who do I dislike? Well, I, just like, I dislike people that are mean or horrible. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, bring negativity into the world. But there's, you know, I sort of just avoid all yeah. that now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Let's go Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage. Just because he's a fucking, I think yeah. he's a self-serving arsehole. Not in, not in any. I don't care about political terms. I'm talking as a per, as a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I tend to be able to get a good read on people. Mm. I don't think he believes a single word he says. Yeah. I think he's a charlatan who has fed on people's anxieties to, you know, further himself rather than a cause. So I think, um, yeah, that sort of person. And and how would you like defeat him in the fight? It wouldn't necessarily have to be like fisticuffs. No, I'd, I'd, I'd do fisticuffs. fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Someone who walks the way of way of the peaceful warrior. Uh, I, I, you know, sometimes yeah. violence is necessary. Yeah. So now I've got an idea for a one-off new segment. Yes. Called um, vegan vent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is definitely one of those uh, nice name with alliteration in it before content ideas. Yeah. Like vegan vent. Whatever. What's that going to be? Then I thought up. And uh, so you're in a safe zone because I'm also vegan. Yeah. Anything uh, vegan related you would like to vent about that gets your gets your goat. When you say vegan, do you mean something annoys me about non-vegans? Something uh, that annoys me about the vegan community? Just kind of anything you can, I'll, like, I'll do one if you want to what start. You, what, what would yours be? Uh, so mine would be sort of like, because I'm quite new to this, just a few months, I'd say it's, uh, it's quite annoying when like people say that we always just announce that we're vegan. And yeah. it's kind of related to, like, let's say they ask if you want a bit of food or whatever. Like, I'll go, oh, no, I'm fine, yeah. whatever. And I'll keep trying to say, no, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. And then I'll get to the stage where they go, like, why? Why are you not having this? And I'll go, oh, it's because I'm, I'm vegan. Yeah. And they're like, oh, stop. Don't go on about it, mate. Like, yeah, there is a... That kind it's of... This, but that's just a misconception that people have in their own heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. talked about it. I had a whole section of my Edinburgh mm. show this year about it. About, yeah, that thing of... It's something that I... I it's that thing I don't talk about it all the time, but... Yeah. I, it just comes up the most mm. out of any bloody topic about my life. It is the thing that will come up the most because, you know, it is that thing. If you're at a function and somebody offers you a f- bit of food, you feel rude already for saying no. But if you say no and they go, go on, yeah, you go, yeah. like, no, I, I can't. And they'll be like, what do you mean you can't? And if it's like, you know, it's got cheese in it or something, yeah. I'll say, I can't, I don't eat cheese. And they'll be like, it's sort of, they'll inquire more than any time a vegan. And then, you know, I think it, you have to talk about it because. Some people then just take that as... Some people don't accept that as a reason you won't yeah, eat yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They'll be like, well, just, you can just have this one bit. It's like, that's not how morals work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's not like, come on, you just kill this one person. <laughs> like, you know, it's that thing of... A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people think it's a health fad or... Mm. That's the thing that probably annoys me the most. Yeah. When somebody finds out you're a vegan and they think you do it because you're just, you know, you're trying to be... I don't know, like, I suppose there are health vegans out there, yeah. there's loads of them, but I'm not, you know, if you're an ethical vegan, then the, being put in the same camp as people that are just doing it, trying to lose a few pounds, I think is the worst. That just undermines totally uh-huh. your your entire moral yeah. standpoint. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And there's also like, because you'll have the whole like, with the ethical vegan thing, you'll have it so that, uh, I've genuinely just forgot the thought I was going to have. <laughs> what was that thought? It was in my head. Uh, oh, mate. So you'll have like people say like, uh, I find it weird when people always go, oh like how's that going the vegan thing? Yeah. Where it's like 
obviously like because to me it's very easy like once you just decide to cut out that phone yeah, you yeah. just avoid it like it's very but that's easy. it because that's that's because that, again that's in their head them thinking that being a vegan is a diet yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. a diet mm. oh, it's an absolute you know it's your life yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's like a religion but mm-hmm. not in a different sense but it is you know it's a it's a set of rules to yeah. live by so yeah when somebody goes oh how's that vegan thing going it is just makes no sense it's like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. are you still a vegan it's like you know that's um I think, and it, most people who people who go vegan then go back to not being a vegan, you know, back to the old days. I think tend not to have fully gone into it for ethical reasons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. A lot of you know, definitely a lot of health vegans. I people I know that you know when they say, "Oh, you're a vegan," be, and they say, like, oh, "I used to be a vegan." I was like, I did it for about six months. Couldn't you know? Couldn't do it. Yeah. And it tended to be that they did it mostly for the yeah the to see what it was like mm. or to you know get healthier or just yeah. sort of, you know, it never was a genuine you know they were never driven to it through guilt yeah. and shame about yeah. what they were doing before you know which is i think what most ethical vegans yeah. have and how do you find like uh when you talk to people about it who aren't necessarily vegan how do you uh find talk to oh, i've forgotten it again <laughs> forgotten another thought <laughs> forgotten another thought because in my head i think oh i'm being well clever here about to come up with a well well clever thing uh, how do you feel when you're talking to? Oh, give me another. Talking to non-vegans. Yeah, give me about a second. It's a recurring theme. It's embarrassing. It's very <laughs> embarrassing. Do you just want to fill for? Just, come <laughs> on, just <laughs> list your favorite vegetables. List my favorite vegetables. I'm a very big fan of a root vegetable. Um, I I'd say you know I love a parsnip. Love a beetroot. Cooked beetroot is obviously a delight. Um, carrots. Big carrot fan. <laughs> I actually I've got to say. I make an excellent roast dinner. Oh. Yeah, like, I mean, even even for a non-vegan, yeah. you know, if they wanted to bring their little pack of turkey, mm-hmm. I make trimmings. I make outstanding roast potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really unhealthy roast yeah, potatoes, yeah. like proper crispy, caked in oil. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so I'll say, I'll say it very quickly so you know it as well, so it's in my right. head. Uh, so when you're chatting to uh, people who aren't vegan, saying um why did you go vegan like uh how tricky how in depth do you go because you don't want to like put them off when they say why am i vegan yeah, yeah so why did you go vegan the reasons um no i'm very i'm very honest and i tell them you know i will tell them flat out that it's a moral decision yeah. but i think the difference and the important thing is to not and this is why i think there's a there's an assumption that vegans are pushy with their views or you know will judge people yeah, think, you yeah. Know, that's, that's what it's a misconception as well most yeah. vegans you meet you wouldn't even know they're yeah. vegan because you know I'm I mean? kind of like I don't quite because I'm quite new to it I don't quite know how because usually when people ask you just say oh just like the usual reasons just kind yeah, of yeah. and then don't really chat about it but I don't know like if I should be going more in depth and explaining exactly yeah. why and well I think it is, it's a sort of it's a tightrope really I, I tend to just explain to them it's a moral and you know it's a moral decision because mm-hmm. I've you know I used to even, but this is the thing is I, maybe I was just different but I always knew that eating meat and dairy didn't sit well with my right yeah yeah my sort of moral standard you know I knew it wasn't right mm-hmm. you know I knew that you know animals were dying for what I was eating and you know animals were just being kept in horrific conditions for the dairy that I was yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know what I mean that is I always knew that there is inherently something wrong with it mm-hmm. but you know so you have to you just switch it off don't you to yeah, exist yeah. In a, because that's what everyone does yeah. But so when I just when it, I just finally couldn't switch it off anymore, yeah. that's that was when I, that's when I decided to go vegan was when I it just that thought process with every meal, 
became too much yeah, to yeah, cope yeah. with. I was yeah. like, well, if I'm having that every meal, surely my life would be easier if I didn't yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah. So I cut it out. So I'm normally absolutely honest when I tell people that's what happened to me. Mm. But that being said, you know, that doesn't mean you're judging somebody for their, you know, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, there's no ultimate truth, is there? Mm. There's no universal moral code that yeah, exists, yeah. you know, so you just have to do what you do for your reasons and try and let people make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to stress that yeah. rather than, that's, that's why, yeah. you know, anyone who forces their beliefs on somebody yeah. is doing it wrong. Yeah. You can't change what people do. Yeah. You've got to make them want to make the yeah. changes themselves. I think mine was I watched a documentary called Earthlings. Oh God, that's hard. That's a hard way to yeah. go into being a vegan. So then I, mean, I watched that maybe two years after I went vegan and it's brutal. So I watched that and then I was like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then I went, so I went vegetarian first because I wasn't vegetarian for like a year. Yeah. And then I went into vegan because I thought like that jump might be too much. I don't know what. So I did the full jump. Did you do the full jump? But again, because I, I probably would have been able to have done it, but just like, you know, like, incisions in your head, you think, okay, I'll do that yeah. first. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I think it's, it's you've got to just live by example, haven't you? You've got to yeah. do it. Like, it's weird. My, all my, none of my friends, I've got one friend who's a vegan from my old so- social group mm. that I grew up with and I'm still really close with. Like, and, you know, there's two of us now that are vegan. And, you know, with the least, we'd never tell anyone what to do. And actually, you know, it's led to our friends being much more inquisitive about it and interested in it yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than trying to take the mick. If we were trying to push our thoughts on a bunch of people that, you know, we're all mid 30s, yeah. they're not going to change their mind uh-huh. if we just both show up every time we meet up and go, like, you're fucking murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, just by the fact that they've seen us both for, for years now be healthy and not moan about being lacking in anything uh-huh. or just, just do it and, you know, just replace things that we used to wear with vegan versions and like we don't look any different so yeah, I think yeah. they, just by example we've proved to doubters probably that mm-hmm. it's actually really easy yeah yeah so you know I think that's sort of and yeah a bunch of friends now say they eat you know they'll eat less meat because they'll try and cut down because they're yeah, aware yeah, yeah. of the environmental impact yeah. and stuff so yeah, yeah that's the way to do it I think uh, would you say that uh, veganism is a tricky uh, topic to do stand up about because I remember like hearing an interview with like uh, Simon Amstel, and he talked about like it was one of the hardest things to make funny in the show. I think it would be hard to do a very, very you know anti meat and dairy mm-hmm. comedy show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or because it's you know because one, it's going to be brutal if you actually talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Or B, you're you know chances are ninety nine percent of the audience it's going to be an affront to their whole existence, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I think that would be hard. But that's not to say you can't do vegan. Yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah. You know, I had a, quite a big chunk of my show this year was about being a vegan. Uh-huh. But and it, but what it was about was the misconceptions about, uh-huh. you know, about where do you get your protein from? Or just silly questions you get asked yeah. that make no sense, you know. Because I just, you know, just the whole routine covered stuff like about the fact that I get asked where do you get your protein from by people mm-hmm. who have no idea what protein is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, and you can, I just talk, I just, you know, you can just lie to me. If somebody says, where do you get your protein from? you say at a shop then that normally they go proven that they have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> so like actually it's really, it's quite easy when you talk about the silly stuff about yeah. it that you have to it go through i found it really easy to talk about yeah and it's you know talking about animals and it's they're a funny topic animals. yeah you know so i i had a whole chunk about how i'm not actually an animal lover mm. as such you know that people think you that's what vegans are just animal lovers but i'm not really i find you know 
I don't have pets or, you know, I tend to just, I just don't want to eat them. Right. I don't think that should mean that the logical jump from not killing something uh. shouldn't be that you love it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's actually quite a big gap. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yes, yeah, it depends what way you're going about it, but I don't think it's a difficult thing to yeah. talk about in comedy. Cool. And... Thank you for uh, helping me out through that period. I don't know how much will remain in the edit, but there was a big period where I forgot <laughs> stuff. And then Carl listed two questions. two questions are completely blanked. So you should have a jingle at the end and over it, I can just you can hear me listing my favourite words. <laughs> yeah. And then have an existential crisis when I'm talking about how much I like cherries. It'd be quite good. So uh, I'm going to ask if we get an exclusive Carl Donnelly moment, okay? Yes. So this is maybe something you've not done on another podcast before that you can maybe just think of. I think, I think you could list my, my favourite fruits or favourite <laughs> veg. I mean, they are exclusives. <laughs> yeah. I've not given that goal to just anyone. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking for like clickbait so I can promote it. Carl Donnelly does this or says this. Is there um, anything... I'll tell you that Ed Gamble last time I spoke to him did different animal impressions. He'd never done that before. Really? Yeah, I can't, I'm really bad at impressions. Mm. What I tend, what I've done in the past is, uh, I've, I've I've nailed about three impressions in my entire life. Yeah. Just on the first time I've tried them, but they've never been asked to do them again, and it's really frustrating. I'm <laughs> shit at impressions, so I don't think I'll go down the impression route. Well, maybe um, you could try a random one, and then you might nail it, and we've got it recorded. I, I, I can't. I, I can't <laughs> to do it. It would just be terrible. I got really jealous last night. I'm in a I'm in a group WhatsApp message with right, a few yeah. other comedian friends, and they're really good at impressions. And last night, um, one of them mentioned they were watching Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares US. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. An, an excellent TV I show. I really enjoy that. <laughs> it's, just, it's amazing. But they were all voice memoing. Gordon Ramsay impressions, and I just I kept. This is how this is how sad I am. I started using my phone memo recorder to practice to <laughs> yeah. see if it was good enough to send, and I just I didn't send any of them. Yeah. So, I'm a yeah I'm a big fan of that TV show, and I watched one recently where like he was trying to secretly chat to an employee. Yeah. So they like met in like the dark under a bandstand with yeah, like leather jackets yeah. and they're catching oh, up. That's brilliant. Like so well. And it's so dramatically edited as well. It's like it's absolutely. Yeah, it's, of it, when you watch the edits, and if you're good at looking at continuity, it's really badly done. Yeah, like, yeah. There's times when they have that sort of end emotional scene. Everyone's crying. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, You've done really well. I'm not even trying to. Ramsey nearly slipped out. That's all right. Uh, that's I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, this is the headline. Carl Donnelly does terrible Gordon Ramsay. I almost said Chris Ramsay impression. Man, totally very different. Man. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, but then you'll see him. He'll give this lovely sort of like you've done great and all yeah. that. And then he'll walk out of the restaurant, and it, they'd always do that outside shot of yeah. him going, you know, I've got a lot. Of, he's, it always hits the back of his hand, <laughs> isn't it? You know, I've got, you know, I've got a lot of faith that they're going to carry on yeah. doing his, his speech. But then what they often find is if you actually watch it, it. it it was like when he's doing the speech to them it's like light outside and then when he chats to the camera it's dark it's like <laughs> what did he get dark in that yeah. half a second of you going leaving the room yeah I like the thought of him when he does that when he speaks to the camera outside when he walks off he just walks off like he doesn't go back to chat yeah, to the camera yeah, yeah. just he's out of there just down the road it's like where are you going mate? you're <laughs> yeah. assuming you're all travelling together yeah. and they just know from experience they don't get a second take yeah. so they're like let's film this one <laughs> just walks off yeah. like the incredible Hulk and then they always kind of go like uh when they're uh, teasing the episode, they go like, oh, the most dramatic episode of yeah. Kitchen Nightmares yet. Yes, always. And then I saw one that was like kind of flashing lights, like ambulances showed up. It's like a guy feeling a bit of faith. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah, by dramatic, it means at some point he's going to go, fuck off. That's <laughs> yeah. it, that's it. You're a fucking loser. 
Um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah. There's not, I'm really bad at giving uh, a succinct answer, aren't I? No, 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 this is really good. It's very... But yeah, I mean... And I think we sneakily got a bit of an impression there, and it was all right. It wasn't too bad. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Gordon Ramsay. Got all these Gordon Ramsay impressions. (laughs) Yeah, come on, big boy. Yeah. What are you doing, yeah? (laughs) Mate, get on WhatsApp right now and send that to Ross. See, I can only do an impression song. (laughs) Work better in front of an audience. That's what Uh, I found. uh, So now I'm going to introduce you to my trademark question, okay? So this is a lot of interviewers think you need some uh, real talent to be a good interviewer. I just think you need one killer question and, and you're set above the rest. A recording device. And a recording device, yeah. <laughs> one killer question, you're as good as Parkinson, you're good as all the yeah. Letterman. So this is mine, are you ready for it? I am. Cool. Uh, what do you like? What do you like? That's actually the end yeah. of the question. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's vague, vague. Yeah. I mean, it's... You can go anywhere you want with that. Um, what do I like? We've covered baths, we've covered yeah. fruit and veg, we've covered, <laughs> covered a lot of stuff, we've covered tea, hibiscus tea, um, what I like, I'll tell you what I like, let's do a comedy thing, um, and this is going to make me sound like such an out of date asshole. but I've just recently started watching Peep Show, <laughs> so that Peep Show that has been finished now for quite a few yeah, years, yeah, quite a few. and I believe they had like 10 series, 9 series, 9 or 10 yeah I think, yep, I'd never watched an episode, oh, right. um, and I'm, I'm so bad for this sort of thing. Like I can manage to miss a cultural phenomenon better than anyone you'd ever meet. Yeah. Like I miss Gangnam Style. Right. I remember seeing people say the words Gangnam Style mm. on Twitter. I'd hear it in conversation. It's a real shame you missed Gangnam Style. Well, no, I missed it for nine months. Right. Right? And it, by the time, obviously, it declined. And I then saw the music video for Gangnam Style. <laughs> and genuinely watching it, I went, this is really good. <laughs> it's that thing. I'm just really. Yeah. Out. I can really. I don't know how I manage it. But I miss things, um, but I'm. I'm on. You know, I'm abreast of other things as well. Yeah. So I don't know what happens. I just get. I just get too focused on certain things. Peep Show is currently what I'm liking. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. I can't believe I missed it. Where are you up to it. with it? I'm up to series four. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just really enjoying it. It's mm-hmm. two assholes being funny. That's just. That's my sort of. It's, it's nothing like my actual comedy that I do. But when it's comes to watching sitcoms, yeah. you know, I need to. I like. I prefer to watch people that I don't like be funny. Right. You know, that's why I never really got on with things like Friends and that. Everyone, everyone's too yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, something like Peep Show or I love Fleabag, which was on. Yeah, recently. yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, and um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I was about to say, is, have you ever seen that? The best sitcom yeah, yeah, ever made yeah, yeah, because yeah. it is. You know, five. Total arse. Yeah, yeah. There's not a single yeah. likable. Total, total arse <laughs> yeah. with selfish, you know, misanthropic, loot, like sort of psychotic people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so good. And I think Peep Show's got that vibe to it, you know. Yeah. So now I'm going to move on to a question from uh, James Acaster, actually. <laughs> so what this is, is basically I asked James Acaster if he had a question for Ed Gamble. Oh, uh, yeah. Then uh, I was to sneakily bring it up. I did so quite. Uh, quite well, but Ed uh, foiled me, yeah. <laughs> worked out it was for me, Caster. But then Ed suggested this become a regular question because it's such a good Oh, question. so it's just, a, yeah. So yeah, yeah. James's question to all of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, what is your favourite pudding that a fellow comedian has made for you? <laughs> favourite pudding a fellow comedian has made for me? It's a rare, it's a rare one. Yeah, because James always had a specific answer he wanted to get out of Ed, which was a pudding he'd made for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, it's and also then, tricky... I don't know if I've even been made a pudding by another comedian because I'm often the pudding maker. Right. 
which is my nickname. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pudding maker. Because no, I, um, I, I used to be a very keen baker. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's another revelation. <laughs> but I um, Get that on the Wikipedia. And I'm now I sort of re... I was going to say retrained as if it's a job, right. but it's not. I just relearned when I became mm. vegan. I didn't do it for a while, but then the last sort of 18 months, I've started doing it, dipping my toe in again and yeah. getting all right. But um, so I, I've made loads of cakes for people. Mm. I made Chris Martin's wedding cake, nice. which I made um, a 120 muffin sized cupcakes that were sort of all different shades of lavender and purple. Oh. Beautifully iced, just beautifully decorated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I. I don't think I've been made a pudding by another comedian, but I have made plenty for yeah. others. As the pudding maker, you would have. Yeah, so yeah. You, next time you could ask the question, if you haven't been made one, yeah. what's the nicest pudding um, you've I'm made for another Get an input comedian. on my questions. Yeah. This is great. I, I won't need to do any work come soon. It'll just be this <laughs> one question that has been filtered down by many comedians. Uh, cool, and so I think that's come to the end now, so I just wanted to say... Uh, Finally, is there anything you'd like to add or get off your chest at the end of this chat? I don't think so. I think we've covered unnecessary amounts of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has been, you know, we've really thrown, you know, cast the net wide in terms of topics. Yeah. So I feel like I've shared enough. Shared enough, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That was my chat with Carl Donnelly. Thank you very much to Carl for guesting on the podcast. And yeah, just before I plug Carl's tour dates and his Twitter and stuff like that, I'd just like to personally uh, sincerely apologise for the amount of times throughout that podcast I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. Um, a lot more than usual. Some It's a thing I try and have to hold back, but that I don't know what happened that time. Um that we did this chat back in November so I've had several months to think about my actions and I apologize at some point you might be thinking does he know he's saying yeah 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 is he annoyed by it yep yes I was during the editing process um I could have just conveyed the same thing to Carl that was listening by nodding and you would have never have known so I am um, in future I endeavor to nod and not yeah 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 um, that is that is my pledge to you. Pledge? I don't I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. Sorry for the yeah yeahs. I was just trying to be a nice listening guy. Now, uh, Carl is on tour, and you can get some info on that at carldonnelly.co.uk. That's his website. Uh, he's also on Twitter at Carl Donnelly, and you should also check out the Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin podcast if you've not already done that. It's likely you're already a fan of Carl's and know about that. But um, yeah, just in case you're not, have a Good listen to that podcast. It is a very good one. And thank you very much for listening to this podcast. There are some more coming that I'm just uh, working on editing right now. But yeah, thank you for listening to this. And uh, just to repeat myself from earlier, welcome to 2017. You've now been fully welcomed and you may now continue or start your experience throughout this year. I don't know why I'm speaking so slow now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast and what's happening, uh, you can follow it at Chats for You on Twitter. And uh, I'm on there as well, so at James Walker Guy. And if you did enjoy listening, it'd be great if you could leave a glowing five star review on the iTunes Store. But um, nothing less than glowing, just a glowing one. That'd be great. And uh, 
if you could tell people about the podcast, that'd be good as well. It's, I'm not being like I'm not getting any money to do this, losing money even. Uh, so if people could know about the podcast a bit more, that'd be great. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Yeah. So all of that, what I just said. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh, that sounds good. That's like a professional sign-off. Guys, see you next time. Oh, yeah, mate. Keeping that in. Keeping that in. Summer fruits. I'm a big pineapple, mango. I like a tropical fruit in the summer. Winter, I'm old school. I love the apple. Bananas, just, you know, sort of comfort fruits. And obviously, I love a berry. Big berry fan. I I think we used to love a cherry in summer. My girlfriend, she's a, this, cherries are her favourite fruit, oh. and she has driven me into the arms of the cherries. Yeah. Please don't leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my, my favourite. Oh, I'll edit this all out. It's fine. <laughs>